everybody, this is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old pal Tim Slagle. There's stuff he does I don't like. There's some stuff that he's done that, is, that I like. I like the I like his Supreme Court appointment. I won't I, I won't say that uh, with, with any reserve. I would have liked to see more done on fixing healthcare. I'm not really enamored with his tax plan. Tim's comedy, as you may know, is informed by I guess you would say his libertarian views, but he insists he's just a contrarian at heart. Uh, and of all the comedians we've spoken to since the election, I think only Nick DiPaolo has been uh, a Trump supporter. Uh, Tim, a bit of a Trump supporter, but not entirely. I think he's about 80% of the way there, and he will explain further. It's always a good chat with Tim to get his point of view, get a little different point of view than what we're usually used to hearing on this program. Uh, We have a dumb bit coming up, by the way, about our president, and the song of the week is going to be from Lights. More on that at the end of the show. We ran into her this week in person. I'll tell you about that uh, on the other side. I try not to make the dumb bit about the president every week, and it's just so hard not to. And, of course, uh, my friend Ryan, who listens to the show uh, at work, as a matter of fact, insists that the dumb bit should be about the president every week. And and this guy is a Republican, by the way, as from what he's told me. And he's uh, just uh, just astonished by 45. Well, of course, the, the big story this week was the president made a telephone call to the family of a fallen soldier. Nothing amusing about that at all. And uh, for, and I'm gonna before we get into this, I'm gonna say I think I don't think he was being mean or callous like people are trying to characterize. I think he really believes he was saying the right words. Of course, the words he said to the widow of David Johnson are he knew what he was getting into. Now maybe this works soldier to soldier because you know if you're in a military family, you do understand that, you know the the ramifications of everything. And he was talking to a non-military family. And, and it isn't even the matter that what he said or even if that was callous. And again, I don't think in his heart he was being callous. I think he's just, just dumb, one, number one. And number two, he'll lie about anything and he doesn't care. He'll just lie and lie some more. Even when he's caught, he'll just continue lying. And what I mean by that, of course, is he lied about saying that. And then his uh, chief of staff, General John Kelly, stood up there and defended what he said, even though he denied saying it. And even after General Kelly defended him, he insisted he still didn't say it. So uh, he was called out by Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, and I guess uh, David Johnson, the soldier we lost in Niger, one of the four, uh, it was in her district. So she was on a I guess kind of a conference call on a speakerphone with the family and that's how she heard this so uh, she was accused of listening in that wasn't true of course what do you do when someone criticizes uh, 45 and he's your guy you attack and you attack hard Fox News was right on the case they set up uh, put up a story about how Representative Wilson has not always voted for veterans on veterans issues and they even had a handy link so I looked and I didn't go through all the links but the first one I clicked on Uh, Congresswoman Wilson voted against veterans. Yes, she did. Uh, Voted against them being able to buy firearms if they had been diagnosed as mentally ill. I guess that was a law that that they can do that. And she said, that's probably not a very good idea. Voted against it. The measure passed, by the way. Mentally ill uh, soldiers and former soldiers can buy weapons. And I don't know. This is an aside here. Instead of letting these folks buy weapons, maybe we help them with their post-traumatic stress because I don't think we're doing a very good job of that. When these people come back from combat, 
We should be doing everything we can for them to return them to a life of normalcy. And that should be our focus, not just handing out guns to anybody that wants them. So that, that was the first line of jive. Then uh, it just got deeper for the Trump administration. What do you do next? You attack her appearance, obviously. He doesn't dress like a traditional, I would say, business person or uh, doesn't, doesn't dress badly. She wears a cowboy hat, which I think is odd for someone from Florida. Uh, she ha- wears big earrings that are, you know, that call attention. But again, there's nothing wrong with that. But oh, we'll get through the Trump administration. Then you attack, attack. Uh, the General John Kelly went on to accuse her of taking credit for uh, the, getting the funding for a building, for I believe, for a, um, a uh, rehab center uh, down in her district. She did no such thing. That was proven to be a lie. So it just lie after lie after lie from the White House about this. And then and when they're caught, just lie some more. What I find incredible about this is the fact that, well, again, I don't think President Trump was purposely being callous or mean. Again, I think he was just being dumb because he is. I know that's really harsh to say. He is the duly elected president of these United States, and I mean no disrespect, but the man is not a bright bulb, and that's all there is to it. And I'd be lying to you if I told you any different. But the thing that shocks me about all this is he's making this this big stink about, you know, uh, and he was right to call the wood as obviously as you're supposed to do. But, you know, he makes this big stink about this, and he pretends to be with military families, and he gets all upset, and his vice president walks out of a football game because players are, are and, and reminder, players are not kneeling to protest the military. They're protesting something completely different. But he says it's a disrespectful to our military and disrespectful to our troops. And this is the guy that said this. He's not a war hero. He's a war hero. He's a war Five hero. And a half years He's a war PSW hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. Do you agree with that? He's a war hero because he was captured. That, of course, was President Trump during last year's presidential campaign uh, claiming that Senator John McCain from Arizona, an actual Vietnam War hero, uh, was not, in fact, a war hero, which is just ridiculous. And now, and a lot of you know progressives and Democrats like John McCain. Sometimes we don't. I mean, we can't agree with him all the time. He's still a Republican. He's going to have different views. But for the most part, you know, the Democrats and progressives respect John McCain. And I don't think you'll find anybody on the left that doesn't think John McCain isn't a war hero. Well, but you can. But 45 sure thinks he's not a war hero. Oh, but he's not a war hero. But he, he's appalled by all these people by the by the players uh, kneeling, and he's and he says that the dumbest things to our military families. But no, McCain's not a war hero. Uh, usually we have a, a name uh, for the dumb bit when it's uh, when, when it turns in this direction. And uh, I'll just leave you with that little sound bite because I think it aptly describes, again, uh, this, this week's goings-on with President Trump. What kind of nonsense is that? Tim Slagle is a stand-up comedian, and he's our contributing libertarian on the staff here at PS Tape Recorder. No, he's actually not on the staff at PS Tape Recorder. But he has his own podcast, by the way, with uh, Brian Miller. We will link to that uh, on the pay- on the Podbean page. Uh, but it's always a good talk with Tim, talk a little bit about politics, and we talk about music as well. Here's our interview with Tim Slagle. Hello? Timmy! Hey, how are you? Good, how you doing? Not bad. Yourself? Good, good. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so, uh, well, I guess the good good place to start, as always, is uh, what's new with you? What have you what have you been up to? I know you're doing a, a podcast, um, uh, amongst other things, but uh, what else is keeping you busy? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
few months. Okay. But you'll be you'll be at uh, Acme coming up. It's always um, uh, a great place. Isn't, are we recording now? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, but you'll you'll be at Acme. Where uh, you did you start at Acme or did you start in Chicago? I can't remember the story. I start, actually I started in Detroit. I started at the Comedy right. Castle. Okay. Um, uh, uh, in uh, yeah, a long time ago, and I moved to Chicago in 1986. And then I started working acting almost uh, almost as soon as they opened. I was one of the uh, I was I was one. I think I'm the only. I think I'm the, the the oldest constantly working headliner they have. Wow. That that, that I've done uh, at least I've done more shows there than any other comic. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, see, now I imagine in in this day and age, your your brand of uh, humor would would be more uh, more in vogue. Oh man, it's uh, you. You would think, yeah. But it's uh, it, it's uh, no. It's uh, right now. It's, it's it's more divisive than it's ever been. Hmm. Uh, there, there's two things going on right now. Number one, you have uh, it, it's just just everyone is. It, it's 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 not even close. I mean, before there was uh, left and right. There right. was uh, a little bit of distance. Now there is visceral hatred between the two sides of uh, the political discussion. So, so whereas before you might just not amuse half the audience, now you're actually going to upset half the audience. Hmm. So it's uh, so th- so that's really difficult. And then on the other hand, you have so many. Um, uh, well, I, I don't know how to, how, to, how to say this mildly, so I won't. <laughs> you have so many hack comics. Oh yeah, that have suddenly become political. Just because, just because they've been. What it kind of reminds me of is that when we decided that we weren't allowed to tell bullet jokes anymore, yeah, we uh, we we started telling blonde jokes. And like, uh, that, like that was if better. Got a, if you've got a stupid joke or a racist joke or a Nazi joke, all you have to do is uh, put Donald Trump in there, and suddenly you're a political comedian. It's, <laughs> it, the, the only time that, that something really similar happened back in the '90s, when the Monica Lewinsky story broke. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and suddenly every dick joke was a political reference. Yeah, and I, I hate to admit that I was kind of like, because I, I wrote for a radio show back then, and it was kind of a torn between. Well, I know what the host wants, and I know he'll record this, and if I send this other bit, I know he won't because he won't get it. So if I try to be clever, yeah, it's, you know, I guess that's no excuse, but yeah, I wrote my fair amount of Bill Clinton dick jokes. Guilty as charged. Oh, no, no, I, I, I had a few, too. My oh, yeah. Mark. And we're exorbitantly clever. Yes. But... <laughs> <laughs> as were yeah, mine. I mean, it was hard not to, but sure. you know, more so, I'm not really, I'm not really being disparaging. Yeah. Uh, or at least as disparaging as, like, sound. It's, you know, you go for the easy thing. Right. Uh, um, you know that you, you go for you know, that, that doesn't sound good either. You go for something that people that, that that the most people can relate to. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the balance that I, I think of being a comic is finding or the, the most difficult thing when you're when you're being like a social statement comic is finding a a, a reference point that everybody knows but not everybody knows they know. Yeah. The common denominator. 
Yeah, yeah, finding yeah, but finding a common denominator that isn't realized. Yeah. You, you know, it's uh, 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 men leave the seat up. You know, it's like, ah, oh, geez, one of these comics. Right. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, but but finding that thing that everybody does, but they never realize that they do. Yeah. That's 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 the that's the trick of being a real hip comic. True. And, uh, I've been I've been attempting it years <laughs> it's weird because uh you know i know we normally talk about politics but i've and i'm still following it but i'm so like it's gotten to the point where now i just i no longer i mean i'll occasionally comment on facebook I've, i mean i've commented on a few things that have either been uh people i've sent to you and then i can comment under them or if you've posted but it's as you probably noticed it's dropped off a, a lot for me i don't even post anything on my own page anymore i just post about the podcast music sports because uh, I just I don't know I just I just can't anymore you know I still follow it because we you know we're gonna have another election soon but it uh, and we have some local issues in, here in Ohio that I'm trying to get my head around that are nothing to do with the, the president but um, yeah I mean if are you still as engaged or are you more engaged because it's you know because uh, you predicted this was going to happen by the way uh, last fall on these very podcast waves. And I did not disagree. We were discussing, it was a week before the election, and you were saying Louis Lee, he's the folk, the fellow that owns the Acme Comedy Club, for listeners, was telling you that, uh, and Tim was performing on election night, uh, that it was probably be a foregone conclusion by the time you took the stage your first night uh, at Acme last year that that we would be welcoming uh, President-elect Hillary Clinton. And you were like, I'm not sure that's true because all these polls are like PBS. People say they watch PBS but they don't watch as much PBS as they really do. Huh. And that's what you were saying about the Trump polls. And I was saying, yeah, this is exactly his, he is really appealing to his base and she is not appealing to her base at all. And, um, right. and you, you said we huh. could very well have a I Donald. Did, I did not know. Wow. You yeah. Oh, you called it. You totally <laughs> called it. And I think you were exactly right. That was the missing link is that uh, like I was saying, he, cause the ads she was running right the week before were all like, uh, calling his supporters deplorable. Oh my God, that's the worst possible thing you can do. That's just going to make them more, that's just going to solidify his base. And then you brought in the thing about the polls, saying that people are probably lying to the polls. They don't want to say they're going to vote for reality TV star, but they're gonna. And you were exactly right. <laughs> so oh, you should be on, you should be on these talking what, what, heads. What I, what, I, what I compare it to now, Yeah. being a closeted homosexual. <laughs> yes. Is that you know who you are, and, yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to tell anyone who you are yep. because you're afraid they might make fun of you. Or you could lose your job. And when, or, yeah. they, and when they point out a woman that they really like, you have to pretend you like her too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, And eventually uh, you know that uh, you went into a private booth and did something really despicable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you still seem to be pretty supportive of his efforts, though, from what I can discern. Or are you just, again, just being uh, your usual uh, counterpoint self when people, you know, because most people that post things well, well, on... Well, you know, there, there's, there's stuff he does I don't like, you know. There, yeah. there, 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 there's some stuff that he's done that, is, that, that I like. I like the, I like his Supreme Court appointment. I won't, I, I won't say that uh, with, with any reserve. Um... It's, I would have liked to see more done on uh, on, on 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 fixing healthcare, and uh, I, I I I'm not really enamored with his tax plan. It, it, it doesn't oh. seem uh, it doesn't seem to me that it's going to spur the economy as much as I, I would hope. But 
there is such a it's such a wave of opposition from him uh, uh, coming through you know uh, all angles through the media you know where, where the media is now been caught outright lying about him. It's uh, it, it's it's there's something really I see as something really dangerous going on in the country uh, to the point where uh, they, they people want to remove a legitimately elected president. And uh, they're, they're going to go. They're going to go to great lengths to do that. And, and yeah. it, it, it's almost like a peaceful coup. And uh, I'm not comfortable with that. That is a, a little alarm. Although I think people are confusing sloppy reporting, as they always have, with outright uh, terrible reporting. And I, I can give you an example of one that I just found by accident. It wasn't even reported. Um, where he, this guy just doesn't care what he lies about. And I know all politicians lie. I get that. But he, the thing when he had the Made in America week. And he was talking about how he we're going to sell beef in China now. And he talked to the CEO of Omaha Beef. And he meant Omaha Steaks, not the football team. But uh, we'll let that one slide. And he said, I talked to the president of Omaha Beef, and he congratulated me. And my day job, I'm supposed to interview corporations and about their customer service and things like that. And I was trying to interview someone from Omaha Steaks and just accidentally stumbled onto a press release from Omaha Steaks from their CEO saying, I never spoke to Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I support the poly, but I never spoke to him. So it's just it's just things like that. And these you can ver- and that's the other thing. There's there's so much stuff you could I think legitimately criticize not just him but anybody for. But people refused. They 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 make up stuff. There's still that meme going around of him saying he was on the Oprah Winfrey show and he said if he ever ran he'd run as a Republican because they only watch Fox News before Fox News even existed. This is supposed to have happened. It's like wh- why why would you do that? Why not just find something real and debate that and not make stuff up? It's it, that's probably why I've gotten so frustrated is because even, you know, like my side, quote unquote, is is so rubbish at in, even coming up with a good argument and educating people. That's like, oh, why bother? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's agreed. I, uh, uh it's, uh, it is definitely, it has definitely lost my taste for politics. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I, I am, I am, I am now trying to rebrand myself in, in <laughs> <laughs> at a point where it's probably it's probably too late. So I don't. Well, I don't know. Uh, I think I've, um, been a, I've been in a quandary for a year. It, it's interesting you brought up uh, the fact that Lewis Lee said it was going to be a done deal before I took the stage. Yeah, that's he, uh, I missed out. I missed out two golden opportunities last year. Is that uh, is that Lewis said that, uh, that there's no way the Cubs are going to win the World Series. Yeah. Uh. And uh, he, he said that there was uh, uh, there was no way that Trump was going to win. Huh. I could have uh, I could have I could have won the bet with the uh, Cubs, and I could have gone double or yeah. nothing uh, on the on, on the you Trump. Could've, you got to cleaned up, man. But I was I was I was pretty sure both was going to happen. Well, yeah. Well, we're not going to talk baseball today because uh, we're recording for the listener. We're recording this the day after the American League division series, and I am in mourning. So uh, we're going to move on from baseball, <laughs> if you don't mind. And, uh, oh, did Cleveland lose last yeah, night? Yeah, oh, my God. It was so terrible. They, they, well, it was out of hand early. Corey Kluber gave up two home runs, and then they came back to within a run, and then at the top of the ninth, uh, they had a, there was an error and two runs scored, and I just turned it off. I'm like, you know what? I'm not watching another end of the season like this. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, you didn't just, even finish the game. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You could have been, been like the Patriots fans at the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> probably, 
who walked out before the most exciting 10 minutes in football. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, and I thought they could have come back, but it was just the fact that they probably weren't was just going to be like, you know, Game 7 of the of the World Series in, in 95 all over again. Or 97 was the Game 7 with uh, with Florida. But um, let's move on to music. I, last time I was trying to guess who you were into, and I guessed Sia, and you said it was close, and and but then I, I quit guessing. So are you still into the mystery person you were into last year? Or I got, you seem to uh, seem to be a bit of churn in your taste, uh, from what I recall. Uh, you know, is uh, I, I kind of uh, a year later, I kind of lost. Uh, uh, I kind of lost uh, uh, my affection with L. King. Oh, okay, I liked her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was that the mystery person. That was a mystery person. Oh wow. I wasn't, uh, it, I wasn't really. I wasn't really proud of it, but. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rob Schneider's kid. There you or? go. It's now been. It's now been revealed. I'm now. I'm now distant from it enough that I will admit it. Okay. Yeah, she performed at uh, Bunbury two years ago. It's at the big music festival we have here in Cincinnati. And uh, she was really good. I liked um, her first single. I was fine. I liked the uh, the other, that America's Sweetheart, I thought, was is probably her best track. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, so who are you into these days? Or is it going to be another guessing game? Oh, no. Nothing new. Oh, I've, okay. Uh, it's uh yeah it's uh it's it's I'm back I'm back to the old standard. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing new on my radar. However, it is uh there is a curious thing that that that, that I've noticed that the big thing right now is uh, bands with the right in the middle, and it's not like it it's not like the new 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 thing you, you know where it was uh. uh Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, you oh. know, where, where they were doing that during the New Wave yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, It's just the in the middle. Foster the people. Young uh. the Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rules. <laughs> there's, about, there's about six of them. And I was just, I was huh. just mocking my niece that, uh, that you know, that, that, that that's some goofy. I bet, you, I bet you don't even realize that, that these bands are all, that are, these bands are all doing this. I, and, never, uh, I never noticed that. And she just goes, "Shut up, you're old." <laughs> and uh, so we're in the car, and my nephew's my my, my nephew's uh, uh, TV comes on. My nephew goes, "Who's this?" I go, "Oh yeah, this is uh, uh, this is Ian Hunter. He used to sing with uh, Matza Boopel." Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh... Yeah, there's no one like really new that I think like has like a, a big body of work. I mean, I like you know uh, songs here and there. Uh, I like the Pains of Being Pure at Heart's new album, but that's his fourth one. So um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody that's that, like a whole that's new that has a whole album uh, that is really cool. And I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Yeah, there's nothing on the radar. I actually realized I'm. Uh, um... Uh, I, I'm listening to the, uh, the the alternative station here in Chicago. Yeah, and I'm hearing I'm hearing uh, uh, music that my niece hit me up to uh, ten, fifteen years ago. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's, there, there there really isn't. Uh, it's even all even alternative has seemed to kind of uh, gone stale. Yeah. Well, we were having this discussion, and this has been a. Especially with the uh, the chart, my my friend Pat Francis's show on Rock Solid, they went through with one of his. You know, you know Pat and Murray Valeriano and, and that lot. And the, 
I don't. I, I don't think so. Okay. They well. The, um, he has a bunch of rotating co-hosts. But anyway, they went through the iTunes top twenty and critiqued each of the songs. And uh, Pat's nephew, who's his, his producer, he's a twenty-six-year-old kid. He was saying these all these songs all sound the same, and he's not wrong. Back in the eighties, I hate to be that guy, but back in the eighties, you had some variety in the chart. And now both the UK singles chart and the US chart, it's really somebody sings for a little bit, somebody raps for a little bit, there's some kind of goofy hook, and that's done. And some of those songs are fine, but I don't need every song in the top 20 sounding like that. Two or three is great, but then there's some rock in there, some reggae, some other stuff. It's just, but it's, you know, what's, and then I think the other thing that's killing the charts is that, at least for the UK, is they, streaming now counts for the UK singles chart, which is complete bullshit. It's no longer just sales. Well, they got to do something. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, it's definitely, uh, it, I've come to the realization that, that people think music should be free. Oh, yeah. That's the weirdest thing right now, because when I was a kid, that's why you got the job at McDonald's, was so you could afford a stereo and yep. record. There you go. That was, you know, which, which I'm sure the generation before me looked at, <laughs> looked at as awful, awful shallow gold. Yeah. But I mean that's that's the way it was. Is uh, yeah. we were skipping away over a French fry cooker, so that uh, so that the rock gods, to, you know, the, so that Led Zeppelin could throw televisions out of hotel uh, windows. Right. <laughs> that's the way the, that's the way the music economy was then. But now, yeah, yeah nobody thinks you should have to pay for it. Well, I um was, was talking to one of the guys in OMD uh, in Chicago actually a, a couple of years ago. And he was saying before they went out on that tour, he go, and they had a new album out, and he goes, he'd read an uh, article from an industry magazine he subscribes to, and he goes, it estimated that at least 60%, if not 80% of the music out there is all stolen. And he goes, and we know that. He goes, this is why we're out on the road, you know, just, is, to, just to make, although th those guys, when they were making money selling music, they made enough that they don't really have to worry about that anymore. And there's still, and there's licensing right. and stuff. But yeah, that's a, if you're a kid, that's a tough business to be in now, maybe even tougher than comedy. Nah, nothing's tougher than comedy right now. <laughs> I guess. Oh my gosh, it was. It's. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, you know, when I started, it was a. It, uh, it was a really unique profession. Yeah. Tell someone you're you're a comic. It's like, oh yeah, my brother did that for a while. <laughs> yeah, true. Tell a joke, and they think you're you're, you're their monkey. Um, All over. You know, you know what I don't like about new music today, though. Is uh, it's because you can sample noises and then change the pitch yeah. and then make them make them make them an instrument. Anything can right. become an instrument anymore. Yeah, a file cabinet drawer can become a musical yeah. instrument. Well, that wasn't a the, bad thing. The most annoying, pardon? That wasn't a bad thing when Depeche Mode started doing it, like banging pipes together and running steel bars over corrugated aluminum and stuff like that. That was cool. But yeah, now it's. Of course, it's reached that ridiculous level where, yeah, it's it, they use it to create these hooks that you know sometimes work, sometimes not. Right, yeah. but the, but the most annoying thing about it is that is that ninety percent of those things sound like something's going wrong in your car. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you have to turn down the radio. Wait, wait, wait. All the time, I'll be driving down the road. I go, oh crap, that doesn't sound good. And then it's, uh, uh, oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a bearing going up. And it turns out, I was like, nah, this is Edward Sharp. See, I think this is Edward Sharp. Yeah, see, I think this could be your new angle. This could be it, man. This is the, the, uh... Yeah, if I thought I needed a new, that it was a bad back, you know, no, it's just a magnetic zero. There you go. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, uh, 
It was great talking to you again, man. Great getting an update. And, um, yeah, uh, have fun up there at Acme, of course. Uh, I'm sure you have... A... Yeah, and if you, uh, in, 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 uh, in, any of your listeners, if you're, uh, uh, if you're amused about uh, anything like I've had to say, I have a podcast that comes out weekly with uh, Brian Miller, who okay. I think is also a friend of the show. He is also, uh, yes, he's, um, I've interviewed Brian before. Yeah, so um, I, I'll link to that in the, uh, on the Podbean page. So folks listening, if you're getting this any other way than through Podbean, go to pfradio.podbean.com. And you'll see the page for this actual episode, and there will all be links for Tim's website and the podcast and his dates at Acme and all that fun stuff. Okay, great. Great, man. All right, good talking to you. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks again to Tim Slagle for being on the show. Uh, Tim uh, isn't doing a lot of live dates lately, which is weird. Like I said, I think people would be... Uh, uh, just uh, waiting for his brand of libertarian humor, considering, uh, well, at least a little under half the country agrees with them, by my estimation. Uh, but TimSlagle.com for all your Tim Slagle needs. Uh, his podcast with Brian Miller from Minneapolis, Minnesota is called The Rule of Three. You can catch that in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Song of the Week, I asked Tim to contribute a Song of the Week, but he didn't get back to me. Uh, he's always into new music, of course, even though he's older than me. And uh, But he did not have a song, so maybe I'll do that for next week. Uh, but I thought a good song of the week choice would be our old friend Lights, close personal friend of the show. She was just in town doing a charity event here. Uh, they call it the Bosom Ball, the uh, chart uh, top 40 station does this every year. It's to uh, raise money for breast cancer. And uh, Lights is one, was one of the opening acts, and they, uh, two of the openers... I'm going to get their names wrong. The Revivalists were one of the opening acts. I don't remember who the headliner was for this thing. And Lights was another opener. And so uh, the Revivalists, two of the Revivalists and Lights, did a, an acoustic, uh, what they call sound check party at 4 o'clock in the afternoon the day of the show. So Fangirl and uh, producer Lizzie and I went to that. And we ran into our old friend Lights. And Lizzie uh, had a nice drawing for her based on Lights' new comic books, uh, Skin and Earth. Do check those out. And, of course, the, the new album, Skin and Earth, is out. Uh, we've heard one of the tracks from it already, but we're going to play another track from it. Uh, this, I guess, is kind of going to be the second single, from what I can tell. The song is called Savages, and I really dig this tune a lot. A lot different sound than from the first album. So this is, what, Light's third album now? Fourth album. Fourth album. And uh, much different than the listening from 2009. Uh, moving in another new direction, but still smashing it. Now this is Savages by Lights. It's our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long and thanks for listening.